Good morning and welcome to our assembly. I made a promise to myself a few weeks ago, and I'm going to make good on that promise this morning with a follow-up tonight. Before my retirement and our move, I want to speak again in these two sermons on the subject of Bible authority. Most of us have heard and we have used that expression over many years. We bring this up in a variety of ways in our teaching and preaching throughout the years. So it may be that no new thing, no new ground, but a review of our understanding and application. That is always wise. And it may be there are people in this audience who have not had the benefit of this knowledge from God's Word. It is important for me to be very clear right in the beginning of this two-part study. What are we talking about? We're not talking about what human interpreters of the Bible feed us that we consume without individual study. I think I need to say that again. What are we talking about? We're not talking about what human interpreters of the Bible feed us, and we consume that without individual study and discernment. And it doesn't serve us well to just review and repeat what we've said and heard before. There is a freshness about our study of this subject that should be present. A fresh, objective study. I hope and pray the passages I direct our attention to will be valuable for each of us. So, what are we talking about? What do we mean? Bible authority. Is there a simple statement in the Bible that defines this subject. And there is, in two words, God reigns. God reigns. So when we talk about following God's Word in all that we do, Bible authority, we ought to keep these two words well in mind. God reigns. And it's in that context that the prophet said, How beautiful are the feet of those who deliver nothing but God's message of salvation. Something quoted and echoed by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 10. In the text of Isaiah, there is this truth to be acknowledged at the start at the start of any consideration of the authority of the Bible. The Bible was given by God, the God who reigns, the only God, the Creator. We want to hear from Him. Through His revealed Word, believing He is sovereign, God reigns. This is such a good starting place when addressing this subject 
of Bible authority. Bible authority needs to begin with this truth that is nailed down solid. God reigns. God is supreme. All authority derives from Him. We may refer to this as the sovereignty of God, the authority of God. Isaiah captures it in two words, God reigns. Now I want you to do this. Look at that word authority. And leave off the last three letters. And what you have is author. God is the supreme author and creator of life. And God is the author of this book. Here's something I'm going to repeat this morning and again tonight. We must never just think of a book called the Bible. One of the books on the shelf at home. But always think primarily of the author of this book. God who reigns and the one we will stand before someday to give account. So let's work from there. But without leaving that point, God is the creator. If you make something with your own materials and time and skill, it belongs to you and you have a claim of ownership. The law of the land recognizes this. It makes sense even to people who may have no regard to God that if I make something with my own resources and hands and time and skill, I can say it is mine. I have a right of ownership I can claim and I can do as I want with what I've made. I can keep it, sell it, rent it, give it away or change it. You know where I'm headed with this. God made us just based on that creation truth. It's in harmony with what Isaiah said in Isaiah 52, that God reigns. He owns us. And as that right of ownership is acknowledged, we understand his claim of authority over us, over man. God, the Creator, can make laws and demand that we comply under threat of punishment because we were made by Him. We belong to Him. He owns us. God, the Creator, is a God of amazing grace. He provides a way for us to be forgiven of our sins. In that regard, He has the authority to set conditions of forgiveness. And God, the Creator, can give instructions for individuals and family and churches to follow. Such instructions as we find in this book that He is the author of. He made us, He made our minds, He gave us this for our minds to use in our life. That's the fundamental of Bible authority. God reigns and behind 
this grand truth, there is the fact of those he made needing to live in submission to him. There's no authority except from God, it says in Romans 13. Jesus is the king as designated by God. God, as the sovereign creator, can delegate, he can assign, he can raise up. Turn to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. God sent Jesus as the Savior, and as Jesus concluded his work on earth, this is what he said. Go therefore, I'm sorry, verse 18. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So God gave all authority to Jesus to be king over his kingdom. Notice here, entrance into his kingdom is through baptism, that act of faith. And those in that fellowship with God in the kingdom are to observe all that Christ commanded. Christ is the king. God put him on that throne in our submission to God. We are to obey Jesus Christ. Everybody ought to do that. David sang of the unconquerable king reigning at Jehovah's right hand as the people offer themselves willingly in holy array. That's in Psalms 110, to obey him. That desire to obey him will always take us to scripture. What are we going to obey? What has he said? In Ephesians 1, Christ is the head of the church. Christ is the head, it says, of all things to the church, his body. He assures members of his body that they will have life and direction as they submit to him. How do we submit to him? We have to open the book God gave and search the scriptures. That brings me to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the divine revealer. Paul said in Ephesians 3 that what he wrote was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Agreeing with this, in John chapter 13, Jesus told the apostles the Spirit would reveal through them all the truth we need. So God holds ownership of humans as the creator. He gave all authority to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit has revealed the truth for us to believe and teach and practice 
Therefore, this next part is important, mankind is not the authority. Man is not the authority. For example, I cannot create a law and impose it on you. I do not reign, and I've not been appointed as the Savior and King. Even if I join with other men, maybe men from all over the country, and we have a convention and we draw up religious laws and we vote on it, you ought to ignore it. It should carry no weight. You don't need to read it. Because we are not creators or kings, we do not reign. Man is not the authority. Jeremiah said it well because he was inspired. It is not within man that walks to direct his own steps. The idea of human religious hierarchy or human religious legislative bodies cannot be found in this book unless you find it somewhere where it's condemned. Even when you talk about the apostles of Christ, they didn't write religious law from their own brainstorming sessions. They bound on earth what had already been bound in heaven. And so all questions of authority start here. God is the ultimate authority as the creator. He reigns. Jesus is the king. The Holy Spirit has revealed the word. And mankind is not the authority. Really the question that we're addressing this morning, and we'll go into a little further tonight, is the question of communication from God and response from us. Communication from God and response from us. So, I see that I need to do what God says, but what does He say? I see that God has authority that He gave to Jesus, but what does Jesus expect me to do every day? What does He tell me that I ought to do? It is clear the Holy Spirit has informed us in regard to those matters. So God reigns, has the right as creator, giving authority to His Son, and the Holy Spirit is the divine revealer. But then the question is one of, what do we do with that? In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, Ephesians 3, 1 through 4. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, not by convention, not by brainstorming sessions, the apostles didn't make it up. Made known to me by revelation. As I write briefly, when you read this, you may perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ. What Christ wants us to do, Paul wrote as inspired 
by the Holy Spirit. The apostles were not legislators. They were messengers. And the Holy Spirit revealed God's will through them. And we have it in this book. It's about communication and response. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. How does God communicate to us? This says, through or by His Son. And because of what we've already read in Ephesians chapter 3, we already know that it's been written. You've heard this. When Jesus was on the earth, He selected certain men, apostles. He said to them, according to John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all the truth. Therefore, when we speak of Bible authority, we're talking about what God calls to be written through His Son, transmitted through the writings the apostles left, men inspired by the Holy Spirit. This is something I hope each of you will read and study in your Bible for yourself. Open your Bible and don't hesitate to say to yourself, I'm going to see if the preacher's right about all this. I want you to read and study and form your personal convictions from this book. My function is to take you to this book. Your responsibility is to open this book and see if these things are so. And as I prepare to go into this a little further tonight, it will be the same. Search the scriptures to see if these things are so. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let's nail something down here at the conclusion of this study to get ready for the next installment tonight. We must never just think of a book called the Bible. But always think of the author, God, who reigns. The only acceptable response to authority is obedience. We've just read that in verse 20 in Matthew 28, to observe all things that I commanded you. If God made Jesus the king, and Jesus has conveyed what we need to do through the writings of the Old Testament, and we want to honor the king and be ready for the final judgment, observe all that he has commanded. 
more about this tonight. Maybe there's somebody here and you have not initially responded in submission to Jesus Christ. These passages are on the chart for you to study. God is above all. God reigns. The Bible is His Word. Christ is the Son of God. Our problem is sin, but we can be redeemed by the blood. A response has been instructed in the New Testament. Hearing this message, believe in Christ, repenting of your sin, confess your faith, and be baptized, and then live faithfully. Why not now, while we stand together to sing?